What's up, Team Egos, and welcome to Optimized, the show helping you optimize your mind, body, and spirit through tea. My name is Vince Lapalusa, and I am your host and guide on this tea journey. Specifically, how we are going to optimize our minds, bodies, and spirits with tea is by digging into four topics and how tea can influence them. Those four are education, mindfulness practices, movement, and community. So tune in to learn how you can optimize your life today. Today, I had the honor of hosting Joey and Michael of Tea Waves. Tea Waves is a company sourcing some of the finest teas from the Fujian province of China. Both Michael and Joey have rich histories of tea in their life, and now they're sharing it with you. Today, we discuss topics like the Chinese culture of tea versus the Western culture, how to incorporate mindfulness and movement into your tea practices, the differences in coffee culture versus tea culture, and ultimately, how to find calm in a crazy world. So grab some tea, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Optimized. Michael and Joey, welcome to the show. How are you guys doing? We're doing great, Vincent. Thanks for having us. Beautiful. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, love to hear it. Love to hear it, guys. <laughs> um, so I just want to kind of dig dig right in because there's a lot of stuff to to talk about, a lot of exciting things to, to learn about tea waves as well as your guys' just tea story in general. So... Tell me about how you guys met, because I think that that's a good place to, to start. Yeah, definitely. Um, so Joey, I actually met in business school after I had already lived in China for four years. And Joey had also lived uh, you know, in China his whole life. And, um, you know, we don't always include this story in sort of our bio just because it's kind of long. But um, I was going to study abroad, actually, and I needed somebody to sublease my apartment. And uh, that's how I found Joey was I I saw on a list of contacts at through the university because I wanted somebody who was sort of within network or within my network to sublease because I was going to leave all my stuff there. And he kind of said, well, you know, I'm um, I'm not going to sublease your place because I need a two bedroom. But um, I saw that he was interested in tea. And that's sort of how we really kind of got kicked off on the- you have a story here michael reached out to me he used mandarin he typed mandarin to me i just think wow it's a it's not a chinese name but he could speak mandarin i think it's a scammer <laughs> because I, I received a lot of message from people who is um american name but type chinese they they are scammers so i just i don't trust him in the first place <laughs> <laughs> So what what did you do then to gain that trust? Like, why didn't you just like ignore it completely? Yeah. So um, when he come back to Amer- um, American, we meet in the break of our class. So um, I, when I saw him face to face, we talk with each other. He said he's very serious about tea and he invited me to his home to drink some tea. After that, we built a relationship, we built trust, and we meet with each other regularly every week, talk about tea, talk about business, talk about markets. Beautiful. Oh, that's awesome. And so tell me, because 
Joey, I, I'm I'm very curious. Actually, I'm curious just about both you guys. Um, but we were talking a little bit before this about your history with tea and your family in regards to the tea production as well as just the tea industry. So can you, can you share a little bit about that? Sure. So I was raised, raised and born in South of China. It's in the province called Fujian. <laughs> so um, most, at least a lot of tea lovers knows some famous teas comes from Fujian. So I actually uh, grow in a very deep tea culture family and people are around me, they love tea. So when I was little, my father will brew tea every day after meal. I drink tea with my parents. And when I was little, I don't like drink tea. I like Coke. I like some beverage. <laughs> <laughs> but um, after I grew up, um, I start to appreciate the quality of the tea. I start to learn how to drink different kind of tea. So I feel like there is a lot of great Chinese culture and background behind this this tea. I I got a chance. We um, we start our business with the help of our friends and family. They give us a lot of relationship with the tea garden, tea farmer, and we set up our factory. We we um, register our company and start our tea business in Fujian. Awesome. Yeah. No, that's super cool. And and, and uh, Michael, yeah, I'm curious. When did your, because I was reading a little bit in your bio on the website, talking about the English breakfast that you, you got with your father. But tell me a little bit more about that. Like what, what inspired your tea journey? So, yeah, I mean, like you sort of saw on the website. Yeah, I, uh, um, I mean, you, you know how oftentimes in the West or in the U.S. we, um, you know, we say, oh, well, we're tea people or coffee people. Uh, which, you know, I, I, it would be cool to talk about that a little bit more later because I have thoughts. But um, my family was definitely tea people. My dad would always drink tea. And, you know, he would do loose leaf. He would have it in a teapot. And, um, you know, I don't think he knew that it was a psalm, but it was a psalm. And um, so I, you know, I had that taste of tea. You know, of course, I liked his tea, the tea that you would get, um, but I didn't necessarily think it was this magical thing that was going to inspire me forever. Um, but I studied Chinese, I studied East Asian studies as an undergraduate in college, which led me to go over to China. And the program that I went over with, one of the instructors <coughs> gave us a question to keep in the back of your mind what is something that you can learn while you're in China, that you can experience or see in China that you can bring back with you and make better for your own community? And even then, right then and there, this was more than 10 years ago at this point, uh, the answer was tea. You know, it would be even the sugary iced teas in China, I felt were better had more flavor than the sugary iced teas in America. And, uh, you know, as I sort of kept expanding on that idea, I just discovered this whole new world of these, you know, complex flavor profiles, aromas, <clears throat> and just these great things. And I really felt like, okay, this, this is the answer. You know, there's plenty of things I found in China that, you know, I wouldn't want to bring back, but this was one that I definitely wanted to bring back. And, um, from there, that's really sort of how it um, developed. Um, yeah. Nice. So, 
But also, like uh, again, like uh, speaking to that, plenty of things I wouldn't want to bring back. There was he kind of helped me get past a lot of the difficulties. It helped me accomplish all of my goals when I was in China, learning culture, making friends, learning the language. It was all sort of done with tea at the credit. And I thought, okay, this is the everything beverage. And the more I continue to learn about tea, the more I continue to think about tea, drink tea, that becomes more and more true every day. Mm. Can you guys elaborate a little bit on that tea culture? Like, it's something that I've never been to to China. It's it's on my list to eventually travel and, and really get that full-on tea experience. And I think a lot of people who enjoy tea here in the United States, they don't have the luxury to always just go and travel to these different countries. Um, but focusing, I guess, specifically on Chinese tea culture, and maybe if we even want to focus specifically on the Fujian province... Um, can you elaborate a little bit on like the, the tea culture, something that maybe we don't fully grasp or understand here in the United States? So um, <clears throat> in my perspective, they have few very interesting things happen in China in tea culture. The first one is tea become a very decent uh, present. If you want, if you show respect to your friends or our parents, or some people, people will uh, expend a lot of money to buy a really expensive tea or tea cake or, di- or different kind of tea and uh, as a gift to those people. So those people, they will think um, they show a lot of respect to me. That's one it's the, um, as a present. And the second one is <laughs> people in China always love to found some very special tea by themselves. And once they got this very special or expensive or very rare tea, they would love to share with their friend. They will not drink only by themselves because they think, <clears throat> first one, it's 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 like it's show their social status. Okay, I have a great relationship with tea farmer, a, 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 with a tea garden, and they give me a very special tea. And second one is, as a friend, only you are my friends. I share this precious tea with you. And, of course, another thing will happen because people always want to show their um, special uh, tea. So people coming to become compete. Some people will bring tea to other people's house and they just try um, both of the tea and compete. Which one is better? I got this from layer. How much is this tea? So that's very funny tea culture in China. You, you know, I'll also uh, speak to my perspective as well. Uh, one of the things that I really like about tea culture in China is I think that a lot of us who sort of studied uh, world history of the 20th century know that China has recently undergone a lot of upheaval. And when I say China, I mean People's Republic of China, um, not Taiwan. I mean, Taiwan Taiwan as well, but I really mean, you know, um, People's Republic of China. And a lot of things have sort of been lost in, you know, the traditional 5,000-year-old, one of the richest and um, most abundant cultures in the world. And I really felt like tea has done a good job at adapting the old with the new. You know, you could look at the history of tea. I think you could look at the history of the world, but within China in particular, you can look back um, 5,000 years. I mean, 
again, it doesn't look exactly the same as it always has. You know, tea changes, tea evolves just like the rest of everything that's living, everything that survives evolves. But it's, you know, it's kind of like um, maintained some of old China as well as, you know, the new China involved. So that's really, I guess, sort of the essence of why I appreciate tea culture so much in China. Um, with that being said, you know, like on a more technical basis, it's, you know, like Joey said, it's a lot about sharing. It's a lot about great conversation uh, with your friends. You know, people will sit around a table. There will be one person who's pouring with uh, the guy one. You know, that could be talking about the whole different teaware, tea tools could be a whole nother podcast in itself. But, uh, mm -hmm. and it really is all about that, the sharing, the connecting. I personally find sometimes I would, uh, you know, want to get involved in the community in China, want to make friends. And I would get the same questions. Where are you from? Why did you come to China? Are you dating anybody? And it would, you know, I would never get past that level. But then when you go and you share tea with the same people time and time again, they're only going to ask you that one time. And then you get to move yeah. on to talk <coughs> about everything. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. That's, yeah. I, I'm pretty resonate with the sharing concept because uh, when I see tea culture and coffee culture, so um, tea culture is more likely want people to brew the tea and share with their friends. That's why our slogan is called Shilling come in this crazy world because everything starts from Shilling, Shilling tea culture, Shilling drink, Shilling tea. <coughs> mm. Yeah, can you tell me a little bit more, like elaborate on that a little bit more, like you said, comparatively to the coffee culture, to some of those other things that you guys have noticed? Yeah. Um, well, one thing in particular, I kind of, you know, it's sort of my recent tear of the past, like, couple of weeks, I guess, is that um, I feel like tea and coffee are often, um, you know, are often lumped together. And which, you know, I kind of think is unfair. You know, I think that coffee is fine. Coffee is one thing. You know, I, I don't drink coffee habitually, but I, you know, I'm not anti-coffee. Um, but, you know, we're, I think they're often lumped together because they both have caffeine in them. Whereas nobody's lumping cookies and cake together. They both have sugar in them. So, uh, yeah, I mean, first of all, I, I, I mean, I'd like to, I guess, somehow create a world where we can have coffee, we can have tea, and they're not, one doesn't really necessarily replace the other. Um, so, yeah, coffee culture is definitely great, but it's different. Um, I guess one sort of anecdote that I can really share about the difference. So I like to surf a lot and I pretty much start every morning with tea and I probably drink tea throughout the day, but morning as well. And I, my good friend starts the morning every morning with coffee and we go on these surf trips together. We sometimes go to Indonesia, we sometimes go to Mexico and um, he'll start with coffee, I'll start with tea. And, you know, he might wake up tired, might make up groggy, and then he has his coffee and all of a sudden, we're missing everything, we have to go right now, we're going to miss all the waves, oh my gosh, the ocean, blah, blah, blah. And I'll drink my tea, and then I'll think, okay, well, I mean, for I'm not finished writing my journal, let me write my journal, let's make sure that we have everything we need to go surf, let's check the tides, okay, the tides are good, I think the tides will be best for us in maybe half an hour, 
So you can go in half an hour. Um, or maybe I'll say, okay, the times are good right now. I can go write my journal later. It just has a very different type of effect. I think they're both mind-altering substances. And I don't mean that in like a, a bad way. I mean that in a, you know, food is a mind-altering substance. But um, I think they just have that different effect. And so coffee is very much in line with uh, go, 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 go. It's more of a... Um, Stimulant for the body, I think. Whereas uh, tea is more about thinking. I think it's more of a stimulant for the mind. Yeah, agree with that. So <clears throat> um, I agree with Michael. Coffee's culture is pretty fast. So people drink coffee. They want their caffeine go to their body instantly and make them feel excited. So there's a lot of people start with coffee and go to go to job. But I think tea is um, more slow. Tea, coughing, tea also have coughing, but goes to your body and people feel this energy is more slow. So it, tea makes people feel alert. So um, when, I, when, I, when I brew tea, we will slow our life to think about our, um, um, our life. And so it's good combined with yoga and meditation. And I, when I brew tea, I will see the, the tea leaf bloom, uh, flow on the water, fall and down. So this whole process, I really enjoy it. And combined with tea and meditation, it makes me feel better to start a day. Yeah, I have a few questions that have been that were coming up. Just one real quick one. I'm curious, is there a coffee culture in China? Yes. <laughs> that okay. So um coffee culture I think it uh became popular in China like five years ago. that's that's one of the reasons why I start my tea company, because um Coffee culture is very strong and perfect fit with currently young teenager, uh, young people's lifestyle in China. People want quickly get something to drink and make them feel happy. So a lot of people they abandon to drink tea because drink tea they need um, more time to brew it, make their life slow. So when I do business in China, I'm just uh, trying to make a tea product catered to current young teenagers' lifestyle, make drinking tea uh, to lower the threshold, make everyone can drink tea anytime and everywhere. So um, I think that's the coffee culture did really good aspect. It can cater to different kind of people's life, but usually traditional Chinese tea, People cannot. It, it needs to spend a lot of time to brew the tea with friends. So um, that's the reason I start my, my, my business. I do thinking drinking tea cultures should be freedent. We should not set a really high threshold there. We can let every people to experience it. Once the people love drinking tea, they can go deeper. They can have their professional tea set on their, in their house and they can do any tea ceremony they want but it's not only you have a great tea set you have a great tea you you can drink tea yeah <laughs> one image i often you know give to people who are um considering which tea is I, I sort of think okay this is a good tea when you're sitting at your desk you have your computer open you have your emails 
You're, I mean, you're not going to do a tea ceremony when you're doing that, but you might have your French press with tea leaves that you keep adding water to. Or you might have a, a teapot that you would just pour the water from or uh, something along those lines. And you can drink it slowly. It will sort of keep you motivated, keep you going, keep you thinking. But it's not necessarily something that takes up extra time. Mm. Yeah. When you said there's like this would be a good tea for this example what in your mind like defines a good tea for that example of like okay you're at your computer you're working you're, you're typing away versus one that might be good for taking that that like longer steep times or like the the, the stuff that's gonna you want to meditate with you want to take some time with Okay. I mean, yeah, for me, I think it's, uh, that's of course all very subjective, but I often speak to my personal experience. I really like for that, you know, sitting there with a the French press, keep pouring water over it. I like a good long James dragon well to do that with, cause I can, you know, just keep doing it. Um, you know, also oolongs like a tea guanyin would also be great because it has that longer steep ability that you can just sit with all day. Uh, no, you know, I think that if you really spend a lot of money on a tea and, um, you, you know, divide the cost out and it still ends up being like several dollars or even more for that cup, then yeah, you might want to actually focus only on that cup of tea. But um, generally speaking, I think it's, you know, personal preference. I think it just depends a lot on what you need that day. Um one question people often ask me is, what's your favorite tea? And I find that answer often changes. And the answer is typically based on what tea I've been drinking most recently. And the tea that I've been drinking most recently is typically the tea that I have an abundance of. It's, it's often a green tea because I always worry that my green teas are going to go bad if I don't drink them fast enough. Mm. But it's um, there's really no right answer in terms of like which tea is the best. I think that, you know different teas definitely have different effects on the mind and the body, for sure. And I think it just depends on what your mind and your body need in that moment. You know, it depends on the climate where you live. Do you live in a cold place? Do you live in a place like LA where it's not too hot, not too cold? Um, is it winter? Is it summer? Is it fall? Um, you know, I think I think it all depends. I mean, they're all good, but yeah, for me, I like a Longjing Dragon Bell or like a light roasted oolong, maybe a tea guanyin or a yeah, yeah. I totally agree with Michael. I also really depends on my mood. Like um, this afternoon, I have I have a class. I want my, makes myself more alert. I will I will I will brew a black tea because it have more caffeine. But if the, the temperature is high today, maybe I will drink jasmine tea. They have a good smells, make me feel relaxed. So um, I totally agree with Michael. Um, there is not best of tea because we both drink a lot of different kind of tea. It's very hard for us to choose what is our favorite. We love all of the tea. So um, yeah, really depends on the situation. Where yeah. Yeah, and you did just mention about the mint teas, and so I'm curious, just taking a quick sidestep from the Camellia sinensis plant, and for anybody listening that is like the quote-unquote true teas, if you're new to the tea world, um, 
so what do you guys feel about like the Tassans, the botanicals and like that realm? Cause that's not something that like, I know T waves is specializing in, but I'm just curious from your perspective, what's uh yeah. What do you guys feel about those? Yeah. I mean, I definitely think that it's a, um, you know, they're definitely different things. Um, but it's, you know, I, I think they go well together. Uh, you know, we're having uh, an interesting conversation with somebody yesterday about this topic. He, he kind of thinks it's almost funny. Like every form of warm beverage ever has kind of been lumped into tea when really, you know, tea is just one plant. But, you know, I don't necessarily think that is, I think that could be used to tea's advantage as well. When I say tea, I mean tea, camellia sinensis. Um, because it is a good way to really get into it. A lot of uh, Chinese medicine over the years has been, you know, I guess the non-type of tea. Um, you know, it's been a lot of medicinal teas. And I think a lot of people are you know, interested in, oh, what is this tea good for? Does this tea help me with sleep? Does this tea help me with whatever? Now, um, you know, of course, I, I would, uh, you know, always, you know, talk to, a, a, you know, Western medicine doctor or, a, you know, Eastern medicine doctor, take a holistic approach to it before you really um, think that one tea is going to be a cure-all for anything. Um, but it is a healthy lifestyle. And I think, you know, Camellia sinensis as well as these herbal teas are, you know, healthy lifestyles. So sort of whatever kind of gets people into the rhythm, um is is a good thing and you know when we so we mostly specialize in true teas uh grown in fujian province however we also include we also have plenty of good herbal teas that we also distribute and we also sell which um you know i think is great for a lot of people who you know plenty of people are you know very sensitive to caffeine or you know they want to warm up to the idea or they like the way that different things look or smell. So it's, you, you don't want to leave people out of the conversation. Hmm. Yeah. There's one point uh, Michael touched about. I want to uh, add something on it. So uh, there's a lot of tea vendors. They sell their tea and marketing very hard on the benefit to their body. So um, <clears throat> uh, fairly speaking, uh, tea actually have some benefit to body like anti-wrinkle your community, etc. But uh, we will not tell our clients like that because tea is tea. Tea is not medicine. Actually, tea ha have some help, but you need to drink tea regularly. So it's not medicine. When you drink tea, okay, it can help you to balance your blood pressure. Tea cannot. If you have the habit to drink tea every day or, or uh, very frequently, I think think tea actually did a lot of help to your body. So uh, I hope every people drink tea, they can um, appreciate the quality and this lifestyle first, and then consider about how tea can benefit to their uh, body. You know, I almost view it as the same as like, uh, nobody's going to say eating carrots and kale is going to, you know, cure your whatever, but it will, you know, over time, eating carrots Kale habitually will regulate your blood circulation. It will help your metabolism. It will regulate your bowel movements. It will do all these things that I can say the same about tea. Uh, I mean, if you're sick, um, 
you don't go say, all right, I'm sick. It's time to go eat carrots and kale. Mm -hmm. But um, if you eat carrots and kale habitually, you are probably less likely to get sick than somebody who eats Frosties and French fries habitually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a great, great point. And so something I, I wanted to, to step back to, um, there's, there's two, two things I wanted to talk about a little bit deeper. Um, one, Joey, you were talking about the, the tea meditation and how you get to watch the tea leaves like unfurl and like drop and, and stuff like this. I'm curious how you guys work specifically with teas for this mindfulness sort of practice in your guys's just daily routine or weekly. Yeah, we're glad that you asked. I'm hoping that <laughs> it would somehow get there. Um, so as far as our daily routines and our weekly routines, you know, starting a business, it's always hard to remember to do the things that are um, productive right away, such as meditation, such as journaling. But it's, of course, always important because if you do those things, you will be more productive later. It's just like writing in your calendar as opposed to just going, going, going. Um so yeah, I think that tea always, the thing that's so great about tea is because it has a nice complexity of flavors, it doesn't hit you all at once, it is good for, you know, personal meditation. And um, about, you know, just tea meditation in general, I think that that for us has been a great way for us to reach out to uh, the community, especially in, you know, greater Los Angeles area. Uh, we probably do a tea meditation you know, probably around once a month, we usually collaborate with some other business or association, um, whether it be, you know, an alumni group from where we went to school or an art gallery that wants to do these things or a yoga instructor um, or, you know, just a, a group, a book club or, you know, whoever is like looking for mindfulness. Uh, we love to collaborate with them, bring the people together and, um, really share some of the history and some of the benefits of a tea meditation. Now, when we do that, it's typically a guided meditation. We usually, uh, you know, start by showing some of the history with Zen Buddhism and how some, you know, we, we throw in a few celebrities, you know, make sure that they know that it's not just us saying it. But um, And then we sort of guide them through how to enjoy a very small cup of tea and how it sort of guides the meditation process. Yeah. So um, as we know, meditation is a process we need to practice again and again. So um, it will then it will effective to your body mind. So so um, when I drink tea, I'm I will not do um, very official meditation, but I will really trying to um, get the feeling how tea flavor and smells in my mouth. And then I feel the tea flew in my body to make me feel um, calm and comfortable. And this time I could feel myself could think some question very clearly, use a um, correct way. So I, I remember they have uh, some people, older people tell me when I was in China, he said, when you encounter any problem, just let yourself uh, brew a tea and sit there for an uh, afternoon. You don't need to do anything. Just stay with tea and drink it. And then you think this, this problem, maybe you can work it out. So I, I, I think it's totally makes sense because I take these tips 
And when I encounter something that's really makes me feel uh, struggle, I will do follow this tip to do that. And after that, I feel I totally refresh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a, a realization I kind of had the other day because <clears throat> a question or I get a lot of questions about tea just from the videos I post on social media, and specifically I get asked like teas for anxiety or teas for stress or and while there are some really great like botanicals like we were talking about and tea in general is a, is a great physically has like the L-theanine it has some of these like GABA receptor attaches to the GABA receptors so it can do these physical things to help reduce stress I realized like it's not as much about the tea that you're drinking it's more about the process of making the tea, of sitting with the tea, and actually tasting the tea. And that, that was another thing I was watching, um, shout out to Sohan of West China Tea, I was watching one of his YouTube videos um, last night, and how he was explaining how the, the gung fu process is more about tasting tea rather than drinking tea. He's like, if you're going to be drinking tea, you'll brew it in this teapot like that I have right here, and versus if you actually want to taste like the fine notes of the tea and actually sit with the tea. I know Michael, you you got the gaiwan right there that it's like use the gaiwan, like actually taste it, do the gung fu process and and that's when I've noticed I was like, "Oh, this is where like the true anti-anxiety stuff comes from." Yeah, I mean, uh, 100%. I mean, I, you know, like you said I have the gaiwan. I love the gaiwan, but I would, you know, of course like to take this time to reiterate you don't need a guy one. You need to have all these tools. You, um, you know, tea by itself, as long as you're drinking, you know, uh, something good, you know, full-bodied leaf tea or, uh, yeah, full-bodied leaf tea, I would say, is probably the, the requirement. It could come in a sachet or a sachet. It could come in, um, you know, a teapot. Um, you could still taste and enjoy the tea. I mean... When you do get to a higher level, I agree. Yeah, Gaiwan is the best. It's I I love the Gaiwan. I mean, I have my uh, purple clay pot as well. I have teapots. I have the French press. If I have the time, if I have the space, I always use the Gaiwan because you know I like how the the Gaiwan brews the tea. I like how the flavor profile will last a little bit longer. It will change over time. I think that's the best way. But I would like to stress, you don't need to have all of that. You don't need to, um, you know, change your whole life around for tea. Now, with that being said, I, you know, I think that if you get into tea, even if you put it in a teapot or a French press, you probably will. <laughs> but um, it's you, you can still have that <laughs> mindful aspect with a teapot. Um with that being said, you know, if you're doing a, say, a 10-minute meditation and you have a giant mug of tea that says number one <laughs> down side of it, you have a lot more work in front of you than if you have a tiny cup from a guy one, but it still can be done. Yeah. So let's, that, that, this is really funny. We um, talk about the guy one um, before. So... I'm a great example of I don't use Gaiwan to brew the tea when I drink tea by myself because the life uh, my life pace is very fast. I, I always use some tool. It can make me quickly uh, drink a good taste of the tea. 
And also, I talked with Michael. Um, Gaiwan is very traditional Chinese way to drink tea. I really appreciate this whole ceremony when I stay with my friend also use it. But when I have memory, my parents do it every day. So <laughs> um, I think it's very old school when I was uh, when I was young. I want to be different with my parents. So I try a lot of different kind of tool uh, and I co-brew the tea. I, I, I also feel like tea have uh, a lot of different, uh, many different possibility, and not just like use very traditional Chinese way to brew it. It's just one of the way we brew the tea and share with our friends. So um, yeah, currently we, I, I, I think uh, we also are in the in a process of innovation. We're trying to <coughs> innovate different kind of package, which can make our customer could brew the tea easily, but um, still feel very sophisticated, superior experience for our customer. <laughs> yeah, agreed. And I, you know, just as a, a counterpoint uh, for me, you and my parents didn't do a guy long <laughs> growing up, so I thought it was new and fun and exciting when I first encountered <laughs> Joey. But um, and you know, again, you know. I love the guy Juan. I'll speak a little bit highly of it. It is. It does have that moving meditation factor to it. If you are the one pouring, or if you are the one, even if you are the one watching, um, you know, similar to say like Tai Chi, the real Gong Fu, or um, yoga, or anything of these would have that same component to it. But I don't think that's completely lost if you just use the tools that you have at your disposal. Hmm. Yeah, no, and it's it. I think you guys complement each other in that because just to have these different upbringings and you know different just desires of what you want in the tea. I think that's a really nice synchronicity that you guys bring to each other. And kind of one of the final few questions I, I just have. Um, you you mentioned a little bit there in having that like meditation in the in the movement of being the one who's serving. And I'm curious because. Michael, this is going back to even your your love of surfing and kind of had that that comparison of the guy who's surfing with coffee versus yourself. And I'm curious, just from both your perspective, in regards to movement, because this is one of the pillars where I want this podcast to be not only just about, but just in general, I think as like a healthy, optimal, like optimized life we need to incorporate movement into our routine. And it would be lovely if we could just sit and drink tea all day. I fantasize about that sometimes. I'm like, man, if I could just do this all day, every day, just talking with people, be fantastic. But I also love movement. And I think it's a big, or it's a necessary part of our lives. So I'm curious how you guys work with teas in your movement practices and what those movement practices (laughs) just look like and how they tea intertwines in it. Okay, um, so I guess we could start off sort of simple, um, you know, going off the idea that you mentioned with the Gaiwan and the Gong Fu tea, uh, and that being sort of a moving meditation in itself. Um, learning to use a Gaiwan itself is, you know, it's, it's not something that you innately know how to do, but it's not rocket science. You could probably learn how to do it in a day. Uh, or not, a, not even a full day. But um, the first time you do it, just like the first time you do anything and you know anything in the world it's not going to be as good as the 10,000th time you do it 
Uh, and there is a lot of precision in doing gong fu tea. Again, you don't need to have the precision to get started. Don't be scared. But um, there is a difference between, you know, a quick practitioner, a uh, person who's just doing it for second or third time versus somebody who's done it for a number of years. And, you know, some of the, and there are a number of ways to tell how much water to leaf ratio they let out. Do they use a filter? Do they not use a filter? Um, the water temperature, how high do they do their pour versus how low do they do their pour relative to what tea it is. It can be very exacting, very precise if you want it to be. The same as yoga can be very exacting, very precise. The same as tai chi can be very exacting, very precise. And, um, you know, the same as surfing. It's uh, So I think it definitely helps pay attention to the very exacting, the very precise, the very detailed aspects of our movement. And uh, the same goes for if you're just drinking a cup of tea out of a pot. It is, um, it's something that allows you to pay attention to the details as you move forward, as you keep going. It's a, uh, a way to sort of take, it's more of taking a uh, deep breath and going forward. Uh, and I think, you know, you mentioned a lot of the components such as L-theanine. I think that that is a very, uh, you know, it's said to be a very anxiety stress reducing compound that is found naturally in tea. And, um, you know, there, there are supplements in the, in the health store. Don't just take my word for it. But um, that is something that helps, I think, when you do movement, you don't do movement um, too fast, too furious. You sort of do it intentionally, which I think is very important. You know, whether I'm doing my surfing, whether I'm doing my uh, yoga, or even if I'm just cooking, let's say, you know, I mean, hmm. it's all related. Yeah, I guess. Do you guys have anything else you want to just discuss on or, or share about? Otherwise, I'm, I'm, I'm curious, like, where people can go and just support the, the business as well as who you're partnered with and, and stuff like that. Um, so we started, let's say, about nine months ago at this point. And the way we sort of started off was we do these events in the community, sometimes online, where we do team tastings and meditations. But we also are a supplier. We do business to business, wholesale for tea. And one of the reasons we started out doing that is because we had all this great access to tea through Joey's Connections. And uh, one of the important things for us is not that just we're the only ones that you can drink tea from, but that we share. And we, you know, we help build other tea brands along the way uh, with our resources. And now we probably say, you know, live on air who our customers are because they have their own brands. They do all these great things as well. Um, but we do also have plans to do retail direct to consumer. Um, our first uh, plan out of action is, you know, get into the farmer's markets. And when we do the farmer's markets, we'll also be online and uh, really build from there. Yeah. So um, our brand is currently focused on food density, uh, where is where I come from. Um, so uh, we only do the tea what we are good at. So we can make sure our product is most authentic, uh, most high quality, and most safe because we all know the result. Resource is is all from my connection. I we just want to bring not only good high quality Chinese tea. We also want to bring a positive and healthy 
NFT lifestyle to American market, that more people to um, enjoy drinking tea and share this kind of tea culture and good good quality tea with their friends. We want to build a huge community in local area. We start with that. That's the reason why we do a lot of tea tasting and meditation. And I, we found there's a lot of people they really like this Chinese tea. And some people they they just tell tell us before we met with you guys, they have no idea where can I we buy this. So we found they have a lot, a uh, very strong attraction in this market. People love Chinese tea, and they want this high quality in the market. So uh, we will keep doing this. We will keep sp- spread Chinese good quality tea and culture. And of course, we hope everyone can support us so that we can expand it quickly. <laughs> And with that, you know, with that being said, you know, a lot of people are interested in a lot of different teas. Uh, those wouldn't be our specialties, but if we were to ever introduce, you know, something from, say, Japan or wherever, we would, you know, do it again through personal connections that we would know that are we can trust. Beautiful, awesome. And where can people go to like learn more about your guys's company? Uh, well, we have a website, it's t-waves.com. We also have Instagram, it's t-waves, one word, underscore C-A. Um, we're small enough that you could probably just email us directly at this point um, as well. Awesome. This sounds great. And and I realize we didn't really get too deep into the Fujian teas and like actually talking about why Fujian province. So I'm going to save these questions for a later episode just in respect to time, but I do appreciate this. And like I said, we'll, we'll get you guys back on maybe uh, in a few months or so to, to dive deeper into the Fujian process and, and why, why there, but um, no, I, I appreciate you guys. It was, thank you so much. It was really Michael. Nice meeting you uh, two years ago and seeing the progress that's happened in this last year. And I'm excited for what's the, what the future holds for you both. Likewise, yeah, and I hope we can, you know, continue to work together to get people moving and using tea to get there. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And when next time I'm in LA, I'm going to be hitting you guys up, and we're uh, we're going to be doing. Maybe we'll do a live podcast at that point. Love to have you. Looking awesome. forward to that. Beautiful. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Hey, thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If you're still listening, there's probably a good chance that you got some value out of today's episode. I am on a mission of helping 1 million people optimize their minds, bodies, and spirits with tea, and I need your help. If you can leave a five-star rating and review, this will help spread the word and show more people this show. I thank you for your help and support, and I look forward to seeing you soon.